Thank you for joining us. You are listening to SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is your hostess, Sister Maria. Today is Sunday, September the 19th, 2021. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And Thursday Acts of the Holy Ghost. If you are looking for a church home, looking for ministry and growth, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and allow God to be God. Our opening scripture will be read by Brother Don this morning. And I want you to join us as we worship and praise God on today with songs of worship and praise. And so after songs of worship and praise, you will hear our pastor and your Pastor Carl Henderson. Join us in praise and worship as we welcome the Word of God. Today's scripture will come from Psalms 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seateth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. May God add a blessing to the hearing, to the hearers of the word. morning. We're going to go into a worship song called Healer. Join in with us as I go forward.
stop the service of the Lord and so you know um, God bless you we uh, came in as I've often said we get here early on time to make sure things are, are set up correctly to go forth because I was talking to uh, some of the saints this morning God expects us to uh, not just throw anything uh, out there but it's called professionalism <coughs> And so uh, we were talking about being skillful and changing some things up. Went to pick up my glasses. The frame was broke uh, in an area that's not normal and had to go out and get another pair of glasses this morning. And, and, then, um, and then we started having, after testing everything out, started having some technical difficulties but I'm not saying any of that as an excuse. I'm just saying that things happen and you still have to press uh, forward anyhow. And so certainly thank and praise God for our psalmist, Sister Sharice, God bless you. Uh, and um, we're going to uh, go in the word of God as we are in this battle. If you didn't know that, that you're in a battle, I'm here to let you know you're in the battle of your life. There is no other battle. This is it. This is the fight of your life. And so you need to fight a good fight of faith with the Lord on your side. You can have faith, 
and not have the Lord on your side. We're not going to go too far into that this morning. But you can have faith and God not be on your side. Many have faith. They believe that, that what they ask for is going to come to pass. And, it, and because there is a universal law in place, a universal law that has been established by the word of God, then uh, people are blessed because of that. People receive blessings. And they think because I received, a, I received a job, I got a car, I got some change, you know, uh, they may even, may even uh, won a few lottery tickets. And they think that, well, I, mu I must be all right with God. I must be in his will. But I'm here this morning to tell you that's not so. Uh, you know, I'm just going to tell you the truth. Because uh, the Bible said, know the truth and the truth will set you free. And so all of us need to know truth so that we can make things right. Uh, some, because you deal with something, maybe you might uh, be dealing with some, some, a terrible issue and you feel that God is not on your side. Well, that's incorrect uh, because bad things happen to good people. And so and when I say that, I'm not talking about uh, someone that don't believe in God. I'm not talking about someone that's, that's outside of God's will. And because it's your child, because it's your, your relative, because it's your mother, your father, and you love them dearly, and, and I appreciate that, it don't mean that they, they have lined up with God's will. All of us must line up with God's will. None of us is exempt from the will of God. None of us is exempt for repentance, None of us is exempt for, uh, for making sure our sins are remitted. Uh, and that, that is in the name of Jesus. So you, you need to know who to go to for remission of sin. None of us is exempt from doing whatever God has called us to do. Whatever our responsibilities are, whatever God has assigned to us, whatever he has gifted us with, we are responsible. And so we need to make sure that we line up with the will of God. I was, I was driving in, I was listening to uh, the scripture and just meditating this morning on, on the Lord and just trying to understand some things, uh, making sure I understood some things and re-listening to some things that I, I had uh, from the word of God. And I, I just, you know, my heart was just heavy with the, with the confusion that men have that, that I can do whatever I want to do and I'll be saved. I, I can do live the life I want to live and I'll be accepted in God. You know, we've been talking about the book of Revelation and we're going into the fifth chapter of Revelation this morning. And, you know, there are those that say, well, the rapture or the being caught up because rapture, the word rapture itself is not found in the Bible, but it's talking about being caught up. It's talking about uh, Timothy uh, Thessalonians 4 and 16 and so uh, or Peter where Peter said he's going to come like a thief in the night and so uh, there are those that say well I won't be here for that well there's something that's still worse uh-huh there's something else and that is eternal separation from God uh, maybe you go before the being caught up takes place but there is an eternal separation or an eternal unity with God. I believe it was on Thursday night that I said that God is not into a religious orgies, meaning that uh, you can, people running around with all type of gods. And, and I'm not talking about some of the wooden statues and metal uh, images and ceramic tile um, molds that um, that come to mind. I'm talking about your job. I'm talking about your car. I'm talking about relationships that, that have been placed ahead of God. And so people will uh, take those things that have uh, and put them before God and tell God you're second, you're third, you're fourth. I'll get to you when I think of you. And so we don't want to do that, but we need to keep God numero uno. We need to keep them number one. And so with that being said, we're going to go into the fifth chapter of Revelation. Uh, but Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray and ask that you bless your word. You see the, the challenges that have uh, 
risen up this morning, but we thank you because you have overcome the world. We thank you, Lord God, because there's nothing that is surprising unto you. I thank you for the heads up. I thank you, Lord God, for unction, uh, Lord God, of things that were to come and through the form of instructions of what to do this morning. Lord God, I thank you right now, Savior, for your goodness and your grace. And I pray and ask, Lord God, that you bless your word as we prepare. Bless me to decrease as you increase. Lord God, bless the hearers, Lord God, to humble themselves, Lord God, and to pray and to seek your face. Lord God, I pray against every foul spirit that would work against the service and the hearers. Lord God, every foul spirit that would try to distract the mind of the listener. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless your people right now, Savior. Lord Jesus, have your way, Lord. Move by your power, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. Lord God, touch those that are sick in their body, those that would be in service. Lord God, but because of ailment, they're not able, but yet they're listening. Lord God, touch those, Lord Jesus, that are uh, on their way. Uh, Lord God, thank you for expanding, enlarging this membership. Lord God, those that will be faithful, those that will help execute the ministry. Lord God, we honor you, Lord, for your grace. Lord Jesus, we'll be careful to give your name the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, Jesus. The fifth chapter of, of Revelation is where we're going. The fifth chapter of Revelation. Thank you, Lord. If you haven't told the Lord anything this morning, uh, right now, just, just go ahead and give him some praise. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him how much you appreciate him. Open your mouth up and, and bless the Lord. Come on, come on, come on. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can't nobody praise the Lord for you. Sometime we come in the service, we'll listen to the, the praise, we'll listen to the songs. We'll listen to others sing, but we're not singing. We'll listen to other ones, others. But we need to be involved in what is going on. Bless you, Jesus. Involvement. Uh, never cease in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. I need your undivided attention this morning. Mighty God, bless your Lord Jesus. Don't let anything distract your mind. Put a pause on everything, and I do mean everything. Except I know some are at work listening. Some may be driving, of course. You know, we're talking about using common sense. But don't let nothing distract you. And, and, and so with that being said, uh, we're going into the fifth chapter of Revelation, and I solicit your prayers. Bless your name, Jesus. You know, the instructions that the Lord gave me this morning was to take your time, which meant that we were headed into something. And I see the warfare that has already begun. And so the fifth chapter says, and I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne, a book written therein. And on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, 
neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, have prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns, seven eyes, which are the spirit of God, sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on upon the throne. I like to just take a subject, just something to think about. And that is, you need someone that can. You need someone that can do it. You need someone that will. Someone that has authority. Someone that has power. That measures up to someone that can. You might have the ability, but you don't have the authority. You might have the authority, but you may not have what else that it takes. You need someone that has all of that. You need someone that can. Now, one of my favorite themes in Superman, I like watching the movie Superman, there is an heroic scene in which Superman uh, uh, is is helping a plane that is going down. Of course, Lois Lane is on that plane. And it's heading directly into the stadium where a baseball game is being played. It's full of people. And the pitch goes, and as the guy swings the bat, everyone noticing the plane is coming down. You see all this metal that is broken up and it is spiraling down as the laws of gravity pulls it against Superman. Well, he's able to stop the plane and you see the ripple effects of the plane's exterior as it comes to a complete stop. The situation was hopeless. There's no way that that plane should have stopped. But yet there was hope against hope. I read about a similar situation in the Bible. Hope against hope. It says who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. That's talking about Abraham. Abraham, uh, up in age, him and Sarah, both just as dry as the Sahara Desert. But yet he had hope to believe in the hope in which he had that it was possible. Gravity was pulling the plane down. It was out of control. All was lost. But yet there was someone that was able to stop it from occurring. That's a movie. But it's also real life. Maybe not that scene. But sometimes things will seem hopeless. Sometimes the issues will push to the edge. Toss you around. Throw you into a spiral. But there is someone that can walk on water. There is someone that can walk through walls. Someone that is faster than the speed of light. Someone that will catch you when you fall. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 7, 24 and 16, it said, For a just man falleth seven times and raises him up again. And so uh, just bear with me in my folly as I talk about this. Uh, But no matter how hopeless the situation might appear to be, I believe in hope. I believe in a real 
Superman. And now, I, I know that, just like you do, you know, that, that's fictitious on television, but, uh, but there is a Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ. There is a Savior that, has, that went down into the grave and preached to those that were sometime disobedient went down into the grave and brought redemption to those that had not heard the gospel of because of where they were locked down. But yet there was hope. I believe it was Job that said, my redeemer lived, even though he had not met him. Even though he had my redeemer, hope against hope. In the latter day, I'm going to see my redeemer in my flesh. And so the Bible said that he went down into the grave. Are you listening to me? Thank you, and preached to those that were sometime disobedient. Now, contrary to what some might have been told, uh, Judas was in that grave. Judas, who had repented, uh-huh, because he took back the silver after he betrayed the Lord, cast it down, did not want it, was seeking forgiveness, was seeking an opportunity, a chance to make amends. He was in that grave. Oh, bless your Lord Jesus. <laughs> and he heard the word of God being preached. The Bible said the grave opened up and those that believed, those that received it, and you would have had to have been some kind of, uh, pardon me, but, uh, I know, but listen, you would have had to have been some kind of fool not to get up, not to believe the word of God and to get out that grave at the opportunity of redemption of those that were sometimes disobedient. Sometimes you've been disobedient. Uh-huh. Uh, the Bible said, he, he without sin, let him cast the first stone. I don't think any of us would be picking up a rock to throw it any place. And, and so, uh, well, let's, let's go on into the word of God. John said, I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written therein, and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven nor in the earth, nor under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. So there was nobody that could do anything about the situation. A seal, this book was sealed with not one, but seven seals. It was perfectly sealed. And he said, I saw a strong angel. This angel had supernatural ability. However, however great your mind wants to run with that, uh, go ahead. This angel had the strength that's unimaginable. A strong angel. But that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough to even break one seal. I don't think it was enough to scratch it or even to make the attempt. Compared to you and I, there are no weak angels. Mm -hmm. There's no weak angels. No, no, they're stronger than humanity, but in the movies, you know, in the movies, they're reasonable. In the movies, they can be brought low. In the movies, they compromise their position because they saw some Blonde, blue eyed. I'll stop right there. 
Why, why in the movies, they, the angel never fall for a sister? Okay, let me go on. A strong angel. The angel had the might and the power that was needed for whatever assignment God would have him to carry out. There's no weak angels. Now, there are individuals, angelic beings, you and I, that may have willfully surrendered the will. Uh-huh. Willfully surrender. Instead of saying, nope, I'm going to do what God tells me to do, you said, I'm going to do what my flesh want me to do. Angelic beings don't have flesh. No. They don't have flesh unless God permits a manifestation to occur. The Bible said that Abraham looked up and saw some visitors are coming. And he recognized who they were. And he bowed down and worshiped and created, uh, threw down on some, uh, had the servant prepare some food. And so the manifestation of the Lord was had some barbecue. The other two angelic beings that was met went down, down to Sodom and Gomorrah to bring about deliverance and whatever else the will of God was at that moment. And so we cannot and should not yield our will any longer to the flesh because it makes us the enemy of God. It separates us from the will of God. It shows that there is something still residing in our heart. The Bible said when a man is tempted, let, don't let that man say that I'm tempted of God. God does not tempt us with sin. The Bible said we're tempted, we're moved uh, because there is something within our heart that has not been dealt with. And because it has not been dealt with, that's how we find ourselves doing things that we should not be doing. You can come up with all the excuses you want. It don't make it right. Excuses don't make it right. But we have to make sure that we line up and, and be steadfast, unmovable. Uh, you, be steadfast, unmovable. Abide, <coughs> excuse me, in the work <coughs> of the Lord. And so, uh, the strong angel uh, had enough power, but not the power, to remove the seals from the book. God has given us what we need to overcome the influence of the enemy. Uh, he's given us his word and he told them, he said, go back to Jerusalem. He wasn't just talking to them, he was talking to you and I. Go to Jerusalem. Now, don't jump on a plane, go nowhere. Come to the altar. And be filled, stay there until you feel with the Holy Ghost. That's the power that we need to overcome. That's the power that we need. Somebody needs to reestablish a prayer life this morning. Need to reestablish waiting on God. Uh-huh. Need to reestablish. Uh, let's not assume anything. Let's not make any assumptions that I'm all right with God. But we need to make sure that we live a prayerful life. A life that is filled, that is consecrated unto the Lord. And in order to be a, a life that is consecrated, you have to have a communication with him. I'm not talking about a communication where you're praying and asking for things. But I'm talking about a relationship. A relationship that is consistently on. Not on one moment and off the next. 
And so he, the Bible said he had a loud voice. Angelic being had a loud voice. Uh, maybe he could hit the highs and the low notes. You, you know, there are those that can, can, that can really belt it out. And so he was proclaiming with a loud voice. So he could, so he had, uh, had something to say. That maybe he could do it like couldn't no one else. You know, there are those that, that just have a certain tone, a certain, uh, as they sing, as they speak, you know, they call, they say, oh, they, they have charisma. You know, I want Jesus Christ. And, and so the Bible tells us that it was not enough. The loud voice was not enough. They, they may be a well-known minister, well-known. But is that enough? We have to line up with the criteria that God has established. The question was, who is worthy? You may not be worthy. Uh, you may not be able to open that book. But you can open this book. Mm -hmm. None of us are worthy to break the seals of that book. But you can and have been made worthy to break the seals of 66 other books. So you need to break open some Genesis. You need to break open some Exodus. Break open some Psalms. Break open some Matthew, some Mark, Luther, and John. Thank you, you know, right now we've broken open the book of Revelation. Thank you, Hallelujah. Thank you, uh, you, you should have, have already broken open the book of Jeremiah. Thank you. Cornerstone. You, you know that's a reading assignment, right? Amen. The book of Jeremiah. Thank you. So you should have already broken the, the seal on that book as we teach through the book of Daniel on Tuesday nights. No one born in the kingdom created angelic beings. No one that had made it in. My mother is there. My father is there. My, the pastor that made it in. Nobody had made it in was worthy. No one alive. No one from the past. No one had the authority to open or even look at the book. John said, I went much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. After all John had experienced, uh, abandonment, seeing the ancient of days, knowing a little bit about church history, the reward system for believers, the established administration of ministers, and the impact of praise. John said, I cried. I cried uh, not because I lost my job. I, I cried not because the car broke down. I cried not because she or he broke up with me. But I cried because I wanted to know more about the message the mystery of godliness. I wanted to know more about the ancient of days. I wanted to know more about what was written in the book that was in front of me that had seven seals on it that nobody could lay hands on it and open it up. Hallelujah. You, Bless your name, Jesus. You, I wanted to know more about God. You, I, 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 Bless you, Lord Jesus. I wonder if, if there are those that feel the same as John did. I want to know more about God Thank you. Thank you, Lord. and what his will is. Bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John said, I was caught up in the spirit on the Lord's day. Mighty God, too many of us show up and we're not in the spirit of God. We're just there. Well, that wasn't, wasn't enough because even when John, John said I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and even with that, God told him, come up here. 
Bless your name, Jesus. I feel like running down the aisle right now. Bless you, Jesus. Come up here. So there's more to it than what we see that we need to come up to. And even in the situation, John said there was nobody. And I began to feel it. It began to trouble my spirit. I began to cry out. I began to cry. I heard the psalmist say, uh, teach me thy way, O Lord, and I will walk in thy truth. But when was the last time you asked God to teach you and, and so that you could walk in his truth? So that uh, I'll unite my heart with, uh, and to fear your name. Lord, I fear you enough that I'm not going to act out. I fear you enough that I'm going to line up with your will. I'm not going to play hopscotch, jump rope, and in and out and over the hill and under the valley and all anymore, but I'm going to line up with your word because I fear your name. I'm going to praise thee, O Lord, my God, with, with not just part of my heart, but all my heart. I will glorify your name forevermore, for great is thy mercy toward me. And thou deliverest my soul from the lowest hell. I'm going to line up with your word. I'm going to cry out unto you to make sure that I'm right. To make sure that I'm lined up with what you have to say. In 2021, here we are on this 19th day of September. What is your passion? It, maybe it's, it's basketball, you know. And people, uh, oh man, they, they, they follow the stats of someone that, that don't know them from anyone else. And so, you know, Kobe is gone now. It's been some years. And I, I remember people saying that, that the pad is passing. He was such an inspiration to me. And, you know, I wonder if any of them went to church after that. And if they still in church, because from my understanding, before Kobe had boarded the helicopter, he had been at morning mass. So I wondered, and that was early morning. For those of you that are waiting for a church to start at 1130, one o'clock in the afternoon. He was there seeking him right early. But those stats of the natural life is gone now. And I believe if Kobe was here, he would say, praise God. I believe if Kobe was here, he would say, give God the glory and the honor. Yeah. I believe if he was here, he would say, cry out unto the Lord for your soul's salvation. You, or maybe you're not following basketball. Maybe you're following the stats of football. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What is the passion? Maybe it's your job. I can work all hours, stay up late, be so concerned with making sure that the, that the job is taken, the supervisor is happy, give you a little task for the church and it can't be done. Hmm. Maybe it's those 22s. Man, I'm giving me some 22s and throw them on my Chevy. Or you got your eye on, on a shorty. You even saw, passed by and saw some eye candy. And so now that has become your passion. Or are you like John, crying out, Lord, teach me, show me. I will walk in your truth. I will walk in unity of honoring your name and your name alone. I see a lot of enthusiasm, worldly enthusiasm, but where is the godly enthusiasm? Where is that at today? One of the elders said unto me, weep not. Behold, the lamb of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, have prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, said I can do it. You need someone that can do it. You need someone that has the authority, the ability to do it. Someone that has the strength, the knowledge, the understanding that can get the job done. John 16 and 33 says, 
These things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. When God steps in to do it, you'll have some peace. And in the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So there is someone that has the ability. There's someone that has the authority. There's someone that has the power. There's someone that don't have to go and get permission because they, they are a complete package and able to handle what needs to be done. Maybe you're dealing with some things right now, even in your own life, that is, has a seal on it as tight as the book that had seven. Maybe you're dealing with some things and those seals need to be broken. Don't you know that, that, that God can open a door and nobody can close it? That he can close a door and can't nobody open it? He can remove the seals off a book that has been sealed up and my God uh, open and expose to you what you need to know? Thank you, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Mighty God. I'm going to make an appeal this morning and tell you to be fair with God. Mm -hmm. Be fair with God because we ask God to do and we do so little. Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. We ask God to do. We have prayers that have gone up and yet we have an excuse when, we add, when God sends a request to us. Mighty God. I feel a shout right there. Yes, I do. What about what God wants? We have our petition up before him, but what about the petition that he has made to us? What's the song says? The song says, yes. Uh, if I ask you uh, what I really need to ask you to do, will you say yes? Some just go through the motion of saying yes. Yes, yes, we're not really listening with our inner ear, but we're just saying yes. We're not really listening to what's being said. We're just saying yes. Same thing with being saying amen. We say amen, but we're not really listening with our inner ear. Because we don't take action. We don't take the action that is necessary to take. We just say yes, we say amen, and we go on and we don't come back later with the results of what we, this is what I've worked on. This is what you mentioned that need to be done. And so I'm, I'm, I've worked on it and, and I want to show you where, where I, mighty God, bless your Lord Jesus. I've overcome the world. I need someone that can do it. And I found someone that has overcome not just a few things, but overcome all things. The Bible said, and I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, uh, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. Uh, Superman had to fly up into the sky to hear and to make a, and, and distinguish a certain tone or a certain cry for help in order to respond. He didn't have eyes that could fly, that could go in and out all over the world to let him know what was going on. He required the help of technology and others. But, but I, I'm, I only mention that to say that God uh, is not a figmentation. Of, he, he's not a, a, a fantasy, but he is someone that can really help the situation. Someone that is a present help in a time of trouble. Mighty God. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne of God. Mighty God. There was a release of the word of God that was in action. Because that word had become flesh. And that word had, had hands. And that word had feet and eyes and, and could move that word. That same word that, that light upon the waters of the deep. That same word that Huh. that in the beginning that it moved upon where there was no where it was a void and brought things together that word mighty God and when he had taken the book the Bible said the four beasts and the four elders fell down before the lamb 
Uh, the, the four beasts and the four elders, the 24 elders, fell down, having every one of them hearts. They were skilled and knew just what to do. They had hearts and gold vows full of order, order, which are the prayers of the saints. So know that your prayers have been stored up. Know that the prayers that have been cried out unto the Lord has been stored up. Not forgotten about, but in place, in a certain place, to be referenced to at a certain time. And so all the authoritarian figures and the ministerial staff begin to give praise. Uh, when we come into the house of God, uh, everybody ought to give God some praise. Thank you, Jesus. When we come into the house of God, the ministers are to give God some praise. The, those that are in administrative roles, authoritarian, are to give God some praise. They are to bow down and worship him. Every one of us need to worship the Lord. And so the Bible says that the four beasts, you know those four beasts that had the face of a lion, the four beasts that had the face of a lamb, the four beasts that had the face of an eagle, the four beasts that had the face of a human, they bowed down, they humbled themselves, and they began to worship God. And the four and twenty elders that play the ministerial role uh, established uh, by God uh, bowed down and worshiped him. The Bible said that they sung a new song. So in one passage, we hear about the seraphims saying holy, holy, holy unto the Lord. But now we see here that they have a new song, that thou art worthy to take the book. A new song that says uh, to open the seals thereof. Uh, that's the lyrics to the song. Uh, a new song that says thou was slain. A new song that says thou has redeemed us uh, to God by the blood out of every kindred and every tongue and every people and every nation. They sung a new song that was larger than what Motel had put out. They sung a song that was better than what Sonny had produced. Sony. They sung a song that was greater than anything brought out of Nashville, Def Jam, or Universal Records. And not only, uh, but it was so great that it played beyond all social platforms uh, on this side and, the, and that side of the veil. And it, the Bible said uh, that you made us kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. So you, you're wondering if uh, somebody said, I'm going to go to heaven and I'm going to run up and down the, the streets uh, and I'm going to, uh, but no, the Bible said we're going to reign up on the earth. It said, the meek shall inherit the earth. He said, I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders. And the number of them that was there was not just the, the four and the, the 24, but he said it was thousands and tens of thousands and thousands of thousands. In other words, there was a number that no man could number. Yeah. I heard Isaiah say that, that in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, and he was high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Well, this is what John saw too. He saw thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands. In other words, his train had filled the temple. My God, will you be there on that day? Will you be part of those and part of the train that fills the temple? He said that they, they was also with a loud voice was singing a song saying, Lord, you're worthy. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches. Can't you hear the chorus going on? The praise and the worship. A new song that was being sung. A song about receiving power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, and glory. And blessed him. All of them. The Bible said that, that Isaiah said that, it, that the, the doorposts begin to move. He, he said that everything present begin to move. 
everything that heard the song and the praise that was going forth began to move. When we come into the house of God and the psalmsters are singing, uh, there should be some movement. And when we come into the house of God and, and the praise is going forth, it doesn't matter who's singing. Uh, we ought to move. Uh, it don't matter because we're singing about our God. We're singing about the one that died for us. The one that could do what we could not do. You need someone that can do it for you. And his name is Jesus Christ. Well, the Bible goes on to say, and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard our same blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sits on the throne and unto the lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. Somebody ought to say, Amen. Uh, my God, the four and beasts said, Amen. They had sense enough to, to acknowledge the truth. Do you have sense enough to acknowledge the truth this morning? Mighty God shouldn't have to ask you for an amen because the amen should already be alive in you, already stirred up in you. The four beasts said amen. And the four and 24 elders fell down and began to worship him again. Mighty God, what a great atmosphere of worship. What a great moment of praise. My God. Bless your Lord Jesus. Everybody that was there, everybody that heard the words of the song, oh my God, we heard the psalmist singing, uh, you're my healer. Now everybody in here can, can witness that God has healed us from whatever it was. Maybe you were, you were healed from whatever the addiction was. You know for yourself. And God healed you from that addiction. Mm-hmm. God brought you out. How many times did, did you say, I'm going to stop, and you couldn't stop on your own? You needed someone that could do it. You needed someone that could help you out. And there he was, waiting all the time, waiting. Even in the midst of your addiction, he was waiting. Uh-huh. That's why it didn't overtake you. That's why it didn't kill you. Because he was there waiting all that time. He was there waiting. The word of God already proclaimed. We just read the word that said that before the a lamb that had been slain, already slain on your behalf. That we know who that someone is that can do it. We know who it is. Bless your Lord Jesus. Bless your Lord. Bless your name, Savior. Bless your Lord God. John said, I wept. I wept because no man was found worthy. And you're not going to find anyone worthy. Nope. Well, the pastor, listen, the pastor should have the same test, same requirements, the same thing as Paul. Follow me as I follow Christ. That's it. Follow me as I follow Christ. Nothing else. Nothing else. Follow me as I follow Christ. Rest it on your feet. Bless your name, Jesus. We need to line up. We need to know who can and who can't. We need to stop relying on those that can't. I'm going to my friend to get advice. You spend time in the word of God, ask God for wisdom. The Bible said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask God. Who gives liberally. Wisdom. You need knowledge. You need understanding. You need to spend time seeking the Lord in that direction. Many times the people that we ask advice from is not giving us direction. They're not giving us 
anything that it is. Bless your Lord Jesus. Mighty God. <clears throat> anyone. Anyone that needs the Lord. Everyone needs him. Let me put it this way. We know that the word of God is not a joke. And for those that are listening and have questions, everything ain't going to be funny all the time. You need some sobriety. And so this broadcast is airing in a lot of different venues. And one of the venues happened to say comedy. You need to get it together. I'm glad you listened so that you could hear the word of God. No, it's not a joke. It's very serious. And so you need to hear and understand what is being said. No argument there that is not a joke. This is real. This is real. And so I thank God that you listened this morning. On, on our time, wherever you're at, this is Sunday, Sunday morning. It is not meant to be a joke. There are many religious stations that are available and I pray that those that are listening on the religious stations are faithful to their service. But what about you? That have, that if it is Sunday, why aren't you in church? If it's Sunday where you are, how come you're not in the house of worship? How come you're not seeking the Lord as you should be? And so thank God that this caught your attention and that you would repent of your sins that you would be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, and that you would tarry and seek the Holy Ghost. This broadcast is not going to change from where it's being presented and the different genres that it's being presented on. And so, again, I welcome you to come back again on every time that you see it and listen to the Word of God. One thing I've learned from life experience is that everybody laughing, is not happy. Everybody with a smile don't mean that there's no pain. And you are one of them that need the same help. You need someone to help deliver you. I like comedy too. I like certain jokes. I don't like getting involved with a bunch of stuff that's going to pollute. But I like some things that's going to make me laugh. But there are other times that you need sobriety. We had some of our most famous comedies, comedians, commit suicide, which tells you something about what was going on on the inside. You have people that have it going on, or at least they appear, committing suicide, throwing their life away, shooting themselves in the head, jumping off buildings, jumping in the water, drowning, doing all type of that, take overdosing. Because nobody stopped to tell them that there is a better way. So this morning, I'm here to tell you it's a better way, even on a comedy station. Hallelujah. No, it's not a joke. This is real. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for those that have listened, those that have joined in, those that will be returning. Lord God, as we present your word, Lord God, thank you for the many the genres that you have given us, Lord Jesus, so that we can honor you, Lord God, and catch the attention of those that would otherwise go other places. Lord God, we thank you right now for your grace and your mercy. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would keep the hearts and the minds of those stirred up, Lord God, for the saving of their soul. Lord Jesus, we'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. Listen, I'm going to reiterate again, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, 
for the remission of your sins, you need to do that. If you've not been filled with the Holy Ghost, you need to be filled. You need the seal of redemption uh, for the day that is coming. Uh, somebody's going to be sitting in a comedy club when the Lord catches church up. Somebody's going to be sitting in a bar. Somebody's going to be in a place where they should not be, and they know that they did not have to be there. But yet they were there anyway. Mighty God. So let's change. Let's reposition ourselves and line up with the will of God. Until then, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Look forward to seeing you here or to see you caught up. Until then, be blessed in the Lord. Tell somebody about the goodness of God. Tell somebody about how great he is. Give him glory, honor, and praise. And uh, remember the songs featured and respectfully are the property of the psalmists, the artists, and the producers. God bless you. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Be back on after 3.30 for a special service and communication that's going to go out. God bless you. So for those of you that just thank God for you, continue to pray for me as I am praying for you.